Hi out there. I'm Pat Pauly, and I'd like to welcome you to my show, Art Beat Northwest. Each Tuesday at 5 p.m., we interview someone from the arts, and this week, we're talking about a group that helps artists navigate the business environment. It's Washington Lawyers for the Arts. Here to talk with us is Chris Dunlop, chair of the board of Washington Lawyers for the Arts. He is a business and legal professional whose career has focused mainly on technology, and he's been on the board since 2015. Chris is not an artist, but you must be an art appreciator, Chris. I try, at least, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the show, Chris. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. We're glad you could stop by on this windy day. (laughs) But before we get started, I want to talk about some art in Tacoma. And, you know, a group of us are carpooling there. You don't want to do this during the week when, uh, you know, it's drive time. But if you go in the middle of the day or you go on the weekend from the Seattle area, it's well worth it. So we're going to carpool next Sunday and go see Museum of Glass. Raven and the Box of Daylight has just opened this past weekend. A show of glass by Preston Singletary. 60 artworks and storytelling about the Tlingit culture. By the way, Preston will be on the show October 23rd. We'll be interviewing him, so don't miss that either. At Museum of Glass, right now, they also have Spotlight on Dale Chihuly and a lot of other exhibits. And then while you're there in Tacoma, go to the Tacoma Art Museum, and they have huge sculpture exhibit of animals wild and captured in bronze and really quite a beautiful exhibit which I've seen but we'll see again immigrant artists and the American West depictions of the West by immigrants and it's really quite wonderful because it's very different to see their perspective and then native portraiture it's called power and perception but it kind of contrasts these you know these portraits we see of American Indians And then there's kind of kitschy stuff, kind of making fun of it, done by some of today's American Indians. Very interesting. Anyway, take a trip to Tacoma and get over there and see some really great art. You can stop by at the Washington State History Museum, too. They're all together. It's so great. And have lunch. (laughs) We'll be back shortly talking about Washington Lawyers for the Arts with board chair Chris Dunlop. Cheshire Cat invites you to Through the Looking Glass the annual fundraiser for the Kirkland Art Center. Move like the Mad Hatter and support arts education for all ages. Don't be late to dance with the Jabberwocky and meet Alice during the live and silent auctions featuring our region's best artists. It's a fragile affair in support of Kirkland Art Center's art programs. Save the date for Saturday, October 20th at 5.30 p.m. at the W Hotel in Bellevue. For tickets, go online to kirklandartcenter.org. And where did that white rabbit go? Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back to Artbeat Northwest. Chris Dunlop is here talking about what Washington Lawyers for the Arts is doing for artists and for arts organizations. And, of course, Chris, what are they doing? (laughs) What does Washington Lawyers for the Arts do? So our, our mission is really to connect artists with legal services. We don't actually provide the services ourselves as an organization, so we don't go around providing any any legal advice, but we do uh, have a large group of volunteer attorneys that are looking to you know either give 
free or low-cost legal advice to, to artists in need. So we really strive to kind of make those connections between the lawyers that are looking to help and the artists that, that desperately need that help. Now, how long has the WLA, Washington Lawyers for the Arts, how long have they been around? Is this a new organization? Or? No, it's surprisingly, we've been around for just over 40 years. I think we're hitting 42 this year. So, yeah, we've been around for quite some time. So you identified this need early on. And I understand that there are these kinds of organizations in a lot of states, mm-hmm. but you were one of the first ones. We, we were one of the first ones. Uh, I believe we were you know, around just after uh, New York, uh, New York Lawyers for the Arts. Uh, but there, there's, I think, in almost every state across the nation, there's a, a volunteer lawyers for the arts group that, that helps uh, artists in one way or another. What kind of arts do you serve? Is this a broad-spectrum thing, or what kind of uh, artists are you working with? We we will really help out any artist or really any arts organization in need. So be that, you know, sculptors, painters, musicians, playwrights. You know, we get into visual artists. We're actually going to be doing some stuff with augmented reality and virtual reality artists at, oh. at some point in the future. Really, if, if it's at all arts-related, um, even you know just arts-adjacent, we can help folks with real estate contracts, with any sort of contractual need, getting a corporation or an LLC formed. Anything as long as it's arts-related is kind of our purview. So how about things like film? You know, a lot of art film is mm-hmm. being made by local artists. Uh, would you be helping with people that do that also? Absolutely. Yeah, we, uh, we've we actually helped a couple filmmakers in the past. There's w- there's one that now sits on our board, which is very exciting. And we're actually going to be hosting a uh, Filmmaking 101 workshop uh, in Tacoma, uh, I believe this Sunday, the, the 7th. So that's, kinda, that's really open to anybody. And it, it'll kind of give a little bit of background into, you know, how to get into the whole filmmaking process and how to put together a film uh, in general. And that's sponsored by your group. That is, yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things that we do. Why is Washington Lawyers uh, for the Arts such a needed service? What is your need to be here? I mean, we really have seen a need with with artists uh, not engaging legal services and and being a little bit timid about it. I mean, you know, it's understandable. Like, a lot of people see see lawyers as as intimidating and, and... we saw that need of you know trying to get in and, and both educate and advise artists early in the process, which you know I think that's that's kind of the, the idea is, is if we can get in earlier, we can get ahead of any of the problems that a lot of artists will face you know later on in in the process when when things can get really messy. Now to address this, you have a lot of events that you sponsor mm-hmm. for artists to to really educate them on the legal side. Um, why don't you mention what's going on <laughs> sure, there? Because absolutely. it sounds like you've got a lot on the docket. Yeah. So a few of the a few of the services that we offer, um, we will do a monthly workshop. Uh, though now they've become more than once a month, um, and those are usually around educational topics um, in in the law. So we've got you know the filmmaking workshop, which I talked about in Tacoma. Um, we'll do things like contract fundamentals for artists, or you know. What is a copyright and how, how can you go about getting one? What's the difference between a copyright and a trademark? Uh, every, every winter, early winter, we do a federal tax workshop for artists with a tax professional. Um, and we, we actually just did one out in Spokane as well um, to 
kind of educate artists on what they need to do from a kind of a business tax perspective, which is a little bit different than than just regular income tax. Um, and then we also do a state tax workshop as well that does the same sort of thing, but for Washington state taxes versus federal taxes. So we, we try and provide those, you know, as much as we can. And usually it's either a an attorney or some other professional that can provide an education and it's really based towards towards artists. So these are something that every artist should attend. So did, now let's just talk about this for a minute. If we have artists listening, um, to attend one of these workshops, mm-hmm. what does an artist do to contact you and sure. get in on it? Um, the easiest way is to go to our website, and that's thewla.org. Uh, we have a calendar there that has all our events for the next, I think we're countered out through the next four or five months now. Um, so with all our upcoming events, um, and those include the, the workshops as well as clinics and, and other events, um, you can sign up there. We have links on each of the events for signing up um, you can also find us on Facebook on let's see on Facebook on LinkedIn and on Twitter um, we have a presence there and we can we usually will uh, send out event notices there and then a mailing list as well which can be accessed through our uh, through our website so is there a fee to attend these classes it depends on the class uh, usually for artists there's not we like to provide uh, continuing legal education credits for attorneys, and we usually have to charge for those. Um, that's well, that keeps the program going. It, right? it keeps the program going, <laughs> and it's also the the, the Washington State uh, um, uh, the WSBA really wants us to to do that as well. Um, but sure. it does help to fund the organization. It's one of our our revenue streams. That's great. Now, <clears throat> what kinds of attorneys? Uh, uh, are you looking for? I know uh, you have a good base of, of attorneys on uh, interested in this, but I know you could could always recruit more. What kind of uh, legal resources are you? Uh, kind of attorneys should get involved. Boy, I mean, we we really look for for anybody. I mean, we've had you know we've had artists that come in with just general copyright stuff, which so we you know we'll get an intellectual property attorney who can talk to that. But we've also had artists who've had questions about what do I do with my works and my copyrights in my estate? And so we talk. We could talk to an estate attorney, and, and that's a really specialized referral that we oh, kind of have to yeah. really reach out to get. You know, and we talked earlier about tax tax attorneys and really, really anybody because a lot of the times we'll get an artist with a interesting question that, you know, not – People or not attorneys that you would think are more arts inclined, intellectual property attorneys really have the specialty to to answer, and so it's a lot easier to to talk to somebody who has that specialty. And I suppose the more diverse your membership, the more you can kind of coordinate all this information too for people. Absolutely, and I mean the the other thing is you know a lot of the attorneys that we know and that we're connected with are, are in the Seattle and Greater Seattle area, but we're really trying to to get down into the Tacoma area, out to Spokane. We really want to be able to serve the whole state. And so, you know, we'd love to, to talk with attorneys that are, you know, elsewhere in the state that could provide some assistance to artists that aren't necessarily located in the greater Seattle area. And this, this is a really nice way for attorneys to contribute. And also, I imagine it's really... Uh, uh, some camaraderie too that happens. It's no, that. it's very, it's it's a great way to 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 meet other like-minded attorneys and and really, I mean, you know, we talk about trying to be 
ethical lawyers and this part of our you know our, our ethical duty as lawyers to, to go out and, and help uh, and it's a really good and rewarding way to do that now I know you have a lot of attorneys in your group but how about artists you have artists or or art aficionados we, who belong to your group we do we do so our our membership uh, so we have we have a, a membership you can sign up to you know get discounts into a lot of our events um, and we have both artists and attorneys that are part of that um, so we try and serve both groups again with the idea of making a connection between artists and attorneys um, and then our board is made up of I would say it's almost half and half we've got about half attorneys and half artists so we, we want to make sure that uh, that the artist community is well represented on the board so it's not just a bunch of lawyers trying to guess at what the needs of artists are we actually want to try and tailor our services to what artists really need has the internet brought about a, a whole new set of issues for artists I mean you're an internet yeah. expert so <laughs> I, I don't know about expert but I, I I mean I think like anything else the the internet's really kind of sped up the whole process with with arts related issues and you know legal issues copyright issues and making use of other people's copyrights have been around for a very, very long time. But the Internet makes it a lot easier to access people's works and a lot easier to copy it and use it, and you know, whether that be in a proper manner or an improper manner. And it, it's, it really just proliferates the amount that, that an artist needs to be careful in how they distribute their art and what they need to look out for. Um, so it hasn't necessarily made things super different. I mean, to an extent it has, but it's definitely kind of sped up the whole... Same issue, but it's faster. Have you had cases that involve the Internet? Uh, We have. I mean, again, it's a lot of, you know, copyright infringement and trying to say if, you know, somebody used an artist's work online, um, did they do that correctly? Did they do it incorrectly? What kind of, you know, outcomes can they look for and what kind of recourse can they look for? we, We do that fairly regularly. Besides the internet, what kinds of cases are the most common, the problems that are most common that you run into with artists? Oh, I I mean, I would have to say probably contract-related disputes of one kind or another. Um, So either an artist has entered into a contract or is entering into a contract, and maybe it's their first time doing something complicated with a company that's, you know, may or may not be more sophisticated as far as contracts are concerned. Um, and there's a lot of kind of, I, I mean, fear or, you know, anxiety around looking at, you know, like a 10, 15 page contract and trying to parse Ooh. out what's <laughs> going on there. Right. So that's a contract like from a gallery or from. A, yeah. So uh, I, I think we've seen a lot of, you know, trying to sign up with a gallery or even trying to rent a space um, oh. and looking at like a real estate contract. Um which isn't particularly always art-related, but it's something they need to know about if they're going to do that. Exactly, right? and they may or may not have the expertise. You know, not a lot of people have looked at a very, you know, a commercial real estate contract before, and it's right. it's kind of hard to look at just as off the street. I I have a hard time with them, and I try and say I do this for a living. So. But you've got a real estate attorney there. On we, your we board, do, we, probably. Well, not not necessarily on the board, but we do at least have the resources to connect with a real estate attorney. Interesting. So they need all kinds of help from the legal field. But it's already time for a break. We're here talking with Chris Dunlop about the work of Washington Lawyers for the Arts. We'll be 
right back with more on Artbeat Northwest. From new exhibitions to community events, Bellevue Arts Museum is always new, always different, and always exciting. Through October 14th, see Alex Katz, A Life in Print. Selections from the collections of Jordan D. Schnitzer and his family foundation. The exhibition features a series of prints by the iconic American artists dating from the late 1960s to the present day, many of which have never before been exhibited. For more information, visit BellevueArts.org. Be sure to support the sponsors of your favorite shows on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Artbeat Northwest. Chris Dunlop is here talking about what Washington Lawyers for the Arts is doing for artists and arts organizations. And um, Chris, I want to ask you, do you help artists, uh, say, uh, negotiate uh, contracts it, or is that do you refer it to somebody who does that? Um, it, it sort of depends. So we have two different services that that we that we like to offer. Um, we have our uh, clinics, which are 30 minute free consultations that artists can sign up for. Um, then we just pair them with attorneys that can help them out. Um, we've been hosting them mostly at Amazon. Uh, we, they have a very big legal part, department and a few other outside law firms that will come in to, to help out and we will have somebody sign up. They'll fill out a form that's on our website, and they'll go through that and take a look at, and you know, fill out what their issue is. We'll take a look at that and then pair them with uh, a lawyer who's kind of a expert in that area. And so, if it's a contract negotiation, um, in that thirty minutes, if they can kind of figure out, you know, what what needs to happen, they can they can help out. If they really, if the artist really needs a representation and it's really complex uh, negotiation, then we go to our referral list and say, okay. These are attorneys that have, you know, volunteered their time and they say they can take on a pro bono matter and, you know, they'll, they'll figure out what's going on with the artist and they can, you know, if needs be, hop on the call with them and, and try and go through that negotiation if needed. Well, that's quite a good service. So this is one-on-one, 30 minutes, mm-hmm. and then, uh, but it's, it's with a lawyer who is, can deal with what their problem is. Yeah. And if it can be solved within that time frame. And then also, I think it's very valuable if they can refer it to somebody that this person does get a good referral. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it's and they are our our referral list is a is a list that that, you know, of of folks that we've we've known and have worked with Washington Lawyers for the Arts before and that we've vetted and that we know are are very reliable and, and can get the job done for, you know, if not no cost, then a very, very reasonable cost for, for an artist. Now, I've got to ask you, do most artists, I know copyright is mm-hmm. one of the big area of areas of contention uh, uh, for artists. Right. Uh, do most artists regis- register their copyrights, and should they? Or uh, what's, what's the feeling about this? Sure. Um, I, I would say most you know, I can't speak to most artists. Um, I know that a lot of artists don't know that you actually can register a copyright. Um, you can, and what it ends up helping you with is it's number one. It's uh, you know just notice to to really the the U.S. that you have a registered copyright in a work, and if you ever do get into a dispute, um, it can help you recover attorneys' fees. So if you know if you as an artist are in a dispute, you can. You can recover those attorney's fees should you 
be, be successful in that dispute. So, but most people, most artists apparently don't register their copyrights, but they often will put that C on there as a warning not to copy this, but it's actually, now, does it cost something to, and what office do they register these? Sure, it's, it's the Copyright Office, um, with, it's the U.S. Copyright Office, it's uh, See, that's off the an, top of my head, I don't remember the the website. Just go to uscopyrights.com, yeah. <laughs> something like that. No, but um, but it, it is the copyright office. It is there is a fee involved. Um, and again, I having not. It done would probably it in a be while, really expensive though it, to register every painting and every. You know what I mean? It it it's. I mean, I don't remember. It's it's you know not terribly expensive from from what I remember. But you're right. It is you know. It does start to add up if you start putting more and more works in. Um, so you know, it's not it's not definitely a requirement for for any artist, but it it sure does help if they do later on get into a, a dispute. So hopefully, uh, all these artists that aren't registering theirs won't get into any dispute. Right. Now, do you do uh, any mediation for artists uh, that come into your group? Or that, how do you handle that? So that's mediation isn't necessarily a uh, a service that we offer. Um, we do have some referrals that we can make, um, and you know there are some well respected mediators around town. But we don't really have any direct connection with any. Um, oh, okay. But but it's, but it's something that we can refer out to. At least referring to mediators mm-hmm. it would be oftentimes a less expensive way to go, if possible absolutely it's it's much easier than you know full-blown litigation or you know both sides hiring an attorney and you know we don't really get a lot of you know both sides you know an artist in a dispute with another artist coming in together Mm -hmm. a lot of the times we'll get one side or the other so you know in general we end up representing one side or the other but if there is that specific need for mediation we can definitely try and guide that that artist or that group down that path. Now, do you work with arts groups as well as with singular artists um, and advise them on what their rights are as far as? Absolutely. I mean, it, you know, I guess in if, if putting on my lawyer hat, looking at a group versus an individual is they're, they're really just two different types of ent- entities. So, you know, as, as an attorney, you can represent a group just the same way you, as you represent an artist, you, know, you just have to make it clear that you represent the group, but not just the singular person. But we do that um, for really any arts-related group that has that has an issue. You don't have to just be an individual artist. You can be an arts organization, and if you need help, you can come in, and we offer the same services to arts organizations that we do to artists. So do you work mainly with individuals, or do you work mainly with arts organizations? It, it's primarily individuals. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> but, I mean, we, we, you know, we, we do get, you know, we'll get like a band that'll come in, or we'll get, you know, a gallery that's m- not just a singular person, but kind of a collective that'll come in. Uh, we, we have done organizations as well, but in general, it's artists and singular artists that need more help than an organization. Now, can you think of any really really uh, interesting cases that you've had. I mean, don't mention any names. Of course, oh, absolutely. But, but uh, things that have happened that you were really able to help people. Yeah. No, we, uh, a, a couple years back, uh, we, we worked with a, a group of uh, three playwrights that were putting together a, a, a play that really spoke to um, kind of 
women's representations in in the theater. Um, and the way that they went about putting this together was they took 11 different plays and took small scenes or small lines and and pieces of each of those plays and rearranged them into into one work um, and then put that put that show on. Um, the problem was that all those other playwrights sent them cease and desist letters. Um, Ooh. <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't the best, uh, but they they were able to come through. Uh, I, I believe they came through one of our clinics and were later referred to um, our, our former board chair uh, who helped represent them and, and got them through and, and really made the argument that, you know, this this was a fair use of copyright, which is kind of a copyright concept that says that you can take somebody else's work and, you know, small pieces of somebody else's work and reuse them and make something new out of it that, you know, either makes a statement or 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 says something else or, or says, you know, puts together a new work and you can use that. And that's, that's, fair, that's a fair use of that work. And we kind of put forward that argument and successful and we're able to keep putting on the play so oh they kept putting on the play they did for them. yeah <laughs> <laughs> well uh we are running out of time i have one more question um i have you noticed that more artists are incorporating these days and do you does your group help with incorporation we so we can we can help advise how to incorporate and we do have attorneys that can help with the incorporation process I'm not sure if more people are incorporating. I, I I think you know, in general, it's the further the artist gets down the road, and the more I don't know successful but mature they become, they they start to realize that maybe they shouldn't be personally liable for everything. So a lot of the times, then then you know, it might be when, a good idea. That's when incorporation makes sense. Corporation or an LLC mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. to protect themselves. And their art. Yes, more (laughs) importantly. yeah. (laughs) Yes. But anyway, we're running out of time. Thank you so much, Chris, for coming in and talking about Washington Lawyers for the Arts. And so you artists out there, uh, if you do have a question, you want to go to their website and uh, use their services because they feel like they really, uh, you know, need to be more widely known among the art community. So now give your website again. So yeah, yeah. Can. So it's thewla.org. Um, and then on there you can sign up for anything. We actually have a couple uh, clinics coming up, one at uh, Microsoft here on the east side, uh, and that's October 18th. And then we have another one at Amazon, um, an extended one, an eight-hour clinic. So we have eight hours worth of time slots to fill on October 24th. So if there's an issue that you have, go out, go there, fill out the form, and... We'll be in touch. And it sounds like, you know, it's easy to access uh, the services that you have available from Washington Lawyers for the Arts. And I know these services are needed. So this is great. Anyway, uh, and uh, so happy that you could come in, Chris. And well, thank you so much us. for having me. It was uh, really great to to talk about it and and try and get the word out a little bit more. Right. I hope we have a lot of artists listening that need your help. You can expect a lot of of interest on the Internet. We really hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And be sure to listen every week to Artbeat Northwest at 5 p.m. drive time on Tuesdays. I'm Pat Polly signing off on Alternative Talk 1150. Have a great, creative Legal week. <laughs> <laughs>